up, we thought food was only something that could be enjoyed. And really, there's nothing wrong with that. But here's the thing. So much of life happens in the kitchen. It's a place to gather, to laugh, to burn your meatloaf while the kids do their homework at the kitchen island. So if life is happening in the kitchen, that's where we want to be. It doesn't have to be so hard. We can be great dads and great cooks. This show is about us trying to figure it all out. I'm Chris. And I'm Phil. Welcome to Dad's Kitchen. Hey, Chris. How are you doing? You know, I'm great. I don't know if my brain can process this, but I was like literally right before we started recording, I I spotted this article on The Verge about SpaceX launched the same Falcon 9. Man, am I reading this right? The same rocket for the ninth time into space. And it was like sending some some gear up for uh, for the Starlink. I just think it's really quite remarkable. I I still don't know if I can believe that like we can land rockets, you know? Yeah, it is. It is uh, something a little uh, science fiction-esque, I think. Have you followed much of the the Starship progress so far? No. What's that about? So Starship is more or less like the landing module that they're looking at taking to the moon and eventually Mars. But they've been doing a bunch of prototype testing. Is this the one where you can win a seat? No, that's that's on a dragon flight. Okay. That's like on a crewed dragon flight. So that, that one specifically gotcha. is, I want to say a billionaire out of Pennsylvania that is offering three of the the four seats to ride along with him and kind of like a little bit of contest and contest slash reward to the general public so he's you know he's taking uh somebody that kind of represents uh frontline medical workers and then a little bit of a promo deal for one of his companies like an entrepreneur that that signs up and i I don't remember who the third person was specifically do you no, but it sounds like you checked the first two boxes. But yeah, a Starship is 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 uh, like a totally different platform, and especially early on, very retro futuristic looking deal. But it would be kind of the the crewed landing module that is actually kind of a rocket in and of itself. What they've been testing with the Starship is is what they call its like hopping ability. So it has a couple Raptor engines on it and it like literally just takes off. They've been doing like 10 kilometer tests. So it, it runs up to 10 kilometers, hovers for a while, and then what they call a belly flop maneuver. So it like goes from vertical to horizontal and it has some stabilizer wings and then it kind of comes in and like rotates and lands vertically. So almost like it lands like the shuttle would, like the shuttle program? No, actually it it lands like the Falcon 9. It lands vertically. It comes through the atmosphere horizontally has some stabilizer fins that allow it to stabilize, I suppose. (laughs) And then it rotates 90 degrees at the very end and lands like a Falcon 9. They've, They've had some like just fail spectacularly lately. Yeah, I've seen some of these like epic videos that seem to somehow populate or my rapid unscheduled disassemblies. Is that okay? Is no, that that's what they call them. Ruds. Perfect. Well, it still just baffles my mind. I would imagine that on these little transporters, they're little, very, right? Very little. That are going to one day take us to, you know, other heavenly bodies that they might need some hydroponics to grow some lettuce. Maybe. They're probably working on that, Phil. What 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 would they do with that lettuce? They'd make salads out of it, Chris. I was I was thinking that you'd uh, top a burger with it. Sure, we can do that. I like I like lettuce on my burger. I don't like it when the burger is like so hot that it scorches the lettuce and then it 
like wilts it right away. Like you got to have some timing on that one. But if it, it shouldn't be hot enough to melt the cheese, though. That's definitely oh, yeah. a must. For sure. Yeah. I like a good melted cheese on my burger. We actually had some some goat cheese on a burger recently, and it was amazing. And like the goat cheese like melted and turned into almost like this creamy consistency. I really liked it. Sound, sounded a little weird, and it was amazing. So when you're not eating your lettuce on a hamburger, Phil, what are you guys doing with your lettuce? Well, you know, I, I, I do love salads. I know I don't love them as much as you love salads, and I really love salads, to put that into perspective. But yeah, we, we, we do like to have salads here and there. I'm impressed that my kids like to eat salads. I think that's kind of kind of cool. And I don't know if you've kind of come across this, but like salads in a restaurant seem to be better than they are at home, or at least they were for a long time for us until you go to a restaurant that has a really horrible salad. And then it's like so obvious that they're not caring about their salads. And I I think I want us to care about our salads. You know, like for me, it seemed like making a salad at home was almost like the third wheel of the meal. Like it was, it was an afterthought. It was something that you just kind of like prepare right away um, or, or rather at the last minute because it's just something that needs to be done before you serve the food. And then it just ends up not being great either because it's like prepackaged or because you just have a head of iceberg lettuce and you got to throw it in a bowl. Whereas in in a restaurant that does it well, like they're they're treating that salad as if it is an entree in and of itself. Even if it's a side salad, there's like some there's some care that's going on in that salad. And I, I want to know why. I want to start with like the big question of like, what what are they doing to make their salads so amazing? So I thought I'd turn to you, Chris, because you're the expert. I first of all, don't think that I'm an expert in salads at all. My wife would definitely challenge you on that. I think there are some actually interesting things to talk about within all of that. I think there's this American idea that a dinner should be prototypically like a meat and two sides. And one of those sides can be a salad. And that's definitely not necessarily a, a globally held belief. But I think I think there's a lot of things that have kind of relegated the salad to, I think, like a lower standing societally, I guess. Yeah, like that third wheel in a way would you say sure sure i mean like phil like when, when you when you think of a salad like what do you think of well i you know i think of a a bed of lettuce of sorts and then two or three toppings could be more yeah i mean if it's like a cob salad you're gonna have a lot of toppings on there and then a way to dress that salad with you know whether it's like ranch or french or olive oil and i know we covered that a little bit in one of our earliest episodes of the of the show but like i want to get more into i think maybe what you're getting at you know into like in terms of like what a salad actually is and what it can become and how important it can be i think salads have gotten a little bit of a bad rap you know I think a lot of people have associated salads with a couple things. One, I think they have associated salads with chick food. And maybe it's chick food because it's supposed to be like healthy and <laughs> diet food. And there's this weird, I think I think there's like a weird gender association with it. Um, obviously, since I said that, that girls are supposed to eat healthy things that are bland and guys can eat the really good, tasty, unhealthy things. And with that association, like like salads have kind of become this thing of 
sacrifice in a way. You're, you know, like just eating a salad. I'm, I'm just going to have a salad. It's, it's this, there's like a, a martyr mentality that I think goes along with a salad. And part of that is giving the salad this connotation of being bland, that, that blandness, that lack, that diet food group. I guess, if you will, I think has kind of created some weird thought processes about salad, like in our minds overall. Yeah, like I, I, I can think of a, a restaurant that we went to recently and I ordered a salad and Ashley did not. And, you know, when the server brought out the food, I don't know if he or she like completely forgot who ordered what, but they like just put the salad directly in front of Ashley. Yeah. And I uh, like we, we had a little chuckle about that later. Like, nah, actually that was for me. But what I what I hear what I think I hear you saying is that like it can be so much more. And it and it should be. And maybe we need to like redefine maybe what was once lost here in America. I, I think so. And I mean there there has been this like association with health food. And oddly enough, like you're you, you said that you know, restaurant salads tend to be a lot better than something that you can come up with at home. But Oddly enough, restaurant salads tend to have more fats and cholesterol and sugars and all of these other things than like a lot of fast food even does. So what's funny is like we, we, we kind of like relegate the salad to this land of bland health food when it's actually oddly enough, like especially in restaurant form, not even necessarily that much better for you than anything else that you can get. Okay. So Phil, I mean, like you seem to have a pretty positive view of salads. How, how do you feel like you came around to that? So Chris, I think we, you know, we had just some really good experiences at some restaurants that made us wonder if that was something we, we could be doing at home. And, you know, admittedly, like you're saying, maybe, maybe some of these restaurants are doing too much to a salad and, and turning it into not a healthy dish when all along we were duped into believing that it may have been. But I also think that there's, you know, just some, like, so there's some obvious care that's going into that salad. Something as simple as, you know, like the the different types of leaves or the edible edible greens, things things like endives or mint. Mint is a is a really good thing to, to put in put in a salad, I think. Or um, you know, arugula, just just kind of branching outside of basic romaine lettuce or radicchio is another good one. I mean, you know, I don't want to go too far down the list, but I think like seeing restaurants have more variety in the greens got me pretty curious. And so when I started making it at home with with like a healthy variety of leaves, I just started liking salads a lot more. So maybe maybe that's kind of where that affinity started from was just variety, maybe maybe color. We've been over this. I like color. You like color, Chris. Gray is a good color. Gray is a good color, especially when you spell it with an E, right, Chris? Ah, uh, there's another way to spell it. Yeah, Phil, I, I, I think there are a lot of ways to really elevate the dish. I think there's a lot of ways to enjoy it in a, in a simple way and a complex way, especially when we're, we're talking about like garden salads. Obviously, like there are quite a few different types of salads, but if, if we're just like, you know, dealing with a little bit more of a basic garden salad, you know, there there is a lot that we can do with it as like a meal in and of itself. And I think you guys have at least, at least you've expressed that you, you and your family have come up with some kind of fun ways to start to, I guess, like combat some of those negative connotations that salads have. 
I don't know, you've just mentioned that you guys will often have like a salad bar for dinner and like your girls really enjoy that. Yeah, for sure. And I think maybe part of it is that they're involved in that building process and then they get to pick and choose. And, you know, like we obviously just hit pizza in, in an episode, you know, a couple episodes ago. And I think there's like the, the participation factor of having the opportunity to kind of build your own pizza. And I think the same can be with, with salad, you know, it's not just something that mom and dad prepares for you and this is what you're getting. It's, it gives them the opportunity to kind of explore different flavors and, you know, like we'll do something, I mean, just like chop up some, some sort of peppers, you know, like a red and a green and a yellow pepper, orange pepper, some cucumber, some, some carrots, different types of cheeses, uh, some roasted nuts, some hard boiled egg, if you want to put that on there, avocado, and then a variety of greens, maybe a couple of other things here and there, but then just give people the opportunity to like build it however they want. And like that can be pretty hearty, you know? Yeah. I think so. I I think it's interesting to give your kids some agency in the process. Kids having a little bit more involvement and engagement brings a little bit more buy-in and they are more interested in like a wider variety of ingredients. Okay. So if you were to have a salad bar, where would you start? What would you kind of put out? If you're going to put it out for the world, what might we have the opportunity to, to choose from? I think I think we're probably more prone to having a little bit of an entree salad for a lunch and usually it's going to have like chicken and some other stuff in there. I don't even know what. I I would I do think some type of meat in there for an entree salad would be like ideal for me. But when it comes to side salads, I would I would have to say that I do like them a little bit more on the simple side. I, I know I've know I've mentioned it, but there's for me something like so great about just like a, a, a really simple green salad, probably like arugula or spinach with like a, a nice simple dressing, oil, vinegar, maybe some lemon and like a sprinkle of salt, just really allowing the greens to come out on their own. I think I I really love, but if I was to like take that up a notch, you know, I I think we talked about uh, beets in another episode recently. I I think like some roasted beets with that would be fantastic. That might be like my, at least right now, how I'm feeling this moment, my ideal side salad, like super, super simple greens with roasted beets. Maybe you could throw a little, bit, a little bit of cheese in there. Yeah, we actually had, again, a restaurant that can do a salad really, really well is is a friend of mine. But they had a shaved beet salad. And of course, it had the roasted beets. It had some walnuts and then goat cheese. It was amazing. I, I think one thing with salad and fresh produce in general is that, you know, it's not always available to everybody, especially like like fresh produce that is going to make that salad like really good. But I think there, especially in light of our last episode, I think there's an answer to that. And I think, I don't, I don't know, like I know that I've seen a lot of people getting into kind of non-traditional gardening in general, especially with small spaces and or urban type gardens, that, that type of thing. And so... That seems like it could be like a really, really interesting way to start to dive into and bring these type of ingredients into like, I guess, our everyday, our everyday meals. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've always been like super fascinated by this concept of like the urban gardening or, you know, the backyard gardening, like you're mentioning. I, I can remember my sister like always having this amazing garden just like on a on an apartment patio 
And, you know, I'm not just talking like a couple of herbs here and there, but like full on lettuce, you know, or varieties of lettuce. Yeah. And she would just like have it on like a four by six patio or, or whatever, you know, hanging off her apartment balcony. I mean, I, I don't I don't know if I want to like classify someone as to like whether they can or cannot have access to, to salad. But I mean, I know there's some pretty amazing resources out there. And I think, you know, our, our dearest Thomas kind of hit on those a little bit. And they're yeah, there's like some really amazing things that are happening with with produce these days. I don't know if this is really where you're going with it, Chris, but maybe maybe a salad is just what what you can get your hands on, what you can grow and then and then using it, you know? Okay, Chris. What other types of salads are there other than like the other than like a bed of lettuce? Well, I think there are uh quite a few different types of salad, Phil. You've mentioned tuna salad before, <laughs> which I don't know how I feel about. It. Actually, I do know how I feel about. It. And that that goes on my list with mushrooms and I don't remember what else, but several other things. There are there are several things on that list. Mushrooms and tuna salad and other things. And olives. Right? Yeah, I think olives you know, are like fine. Olives. I don't love them. I don't hate them. Okay. I'm I'm mostly indifferent to olives. I'll eat olives. What about Vegemite? I don't Do you like remember being the biggest fan of it, honestly. And it's probably just because we okay. didn't have enough. But I think my we palate has uh, changed a little bit since then. Sure, sure. But uh, yeah, I think that tuna salad falls into a whole entire class of salads that probably includes things like chicken salad. And honestly, it's actually pretty closely related to a potato salad. All of those have a lot of like very similar structure to them. I mean, apart from our garden salads, like there are a lot of different types of even like dessert salads, like a fruit salad or I don't know. What are what are other salads can you think of, Phil? You hit every single one that I wasn't thinking of. And and well pasta done. salad. I forgot about the potato salad. Sure. Now I was thinking like caprese salad. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was thinking like beyond mm. the garden salad. All of those I would consider <laughs> right, like a right. garden salad, I guess. Sure. All, all of the yeah. salads with greens. I would consider a garden salad. Like an ambrosia salad, Phil. I feel like I've had one of those. Goes on that. I guess I think of ambrosia mm-hmm. as uh often like a jello salad with pineapple. Oh, and that's right. Maybe some marshmallows, maybe some other fruit like grapes or even nuts going in that. I feel like that's a fairly typical ambrosia salad, which I can be mostly okay with at times in the in the right space, as long as it doesn't have olives in it, because that would be terrible. So it's not that you dislike olives, you just want them to be paired sure. with the right things, like maybe a nice gelatin. <sighs> See, Phil, that's that's where you and I might differ. I I I do not like a dirty martini. I'm gonna be honest. I kind of like mine wet. Okay. I might go so far as to say that I would stuff my olives with blue cheese and then drop one or two of those in a martini. Nope. That's a pretty I'll good cocktail right there. Blue cheese goes in the <laughs> uh, fungus category. I would say my ideal martini would be like a super wet martini, like a two to one. Jinda, Jinda dry, and a couple mm-hmm. dashes of orange bitters with a twist. Okay. So you can be my bartender, but I can't be yours. I mean, you could if you wanted to. I don't know what that means. All right. So one thing, Chris, that this is going to be divisive, the bagged salad mix. I don't think we should be buying that because I think that's how foodborne illnesses get spread. I've bought my fair share of bagged salad from, from the grocery store. And I, I dare say I've even served your family bagged salad from the grocery store. 
It's a recent revelation of mine. I think we should buy our produce fresh. And if there's any type of produce we should buy organic, I think it's probably lettuce. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to think in terms of organic. But either way, this is something that you should be washing before you eat. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to washing some vegetables or, or produce or fruit, I think it's often better to soak rather than to rinse. I mean, for one, giving your your berries or your lettuce a shower can be relatively wasteful. But just like letting it soak, you know, for, for, for a while in like a large bowl. And that's definitely my ideal way of, of washing the lettuce. And so, so we're bathing it, you know, we're not giving it a shower. I think if there's some like dirt that is sticking to your produce, I think by soaking it, it might allow that dirt to kind of fall off. Not the expert, not Thomas over here. In my experience, which is practically none, okay. it's so pretty well. I've, I've always kind of wondered about bathing versus showering in general, not necessarily just specifically for fruits, but also for people. Because if you're mm-hmm. bathing, the, the dirt's coming off into the water, but you're still sitting in the water. And then as you get up, the water's still on you. Whereas in a shower, it's like rinsing it off of you. I guess my thought here is Oliver, like when I, when we stick him in his little bathtub, that's all nice and warm every freaking time he pees within like a couple minutes. And so <laughs> I'm thinking like, you know, he's, I'm literally just washing him with his pee. So is that, is that doing anything? Am, am I making him clean at all? I feel like I should give him a shower or something afterwards. <laughs> I don't know if your arugula is peeing all over itself, but I see your point. <laughs> so maybe double bathing or bath then shower. So, fell. If anybody wanted to tell us all of the things that we have gotten wrong on salads so far, where would they reach out to us to correct and educate us? Well, the preferred method would be to tell their friends, their moms and their dads and their brothers and sisters and their kids. Sure, because kids like to listen to dad's kitchen too. And their neighbors and... Obama and whomever else doesn't matter just tell somebody about dad's kitchen we love love some good word of mouth advertising um but if they want to reach out to us directly hit us up on social at dad's kitchen co 